The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. You work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here are Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Hello. Happy Saturday. And I want to talk today about something my wife sat down and she goes... (laughs) So what is a 529 plan anyway? And I said, honey, I'm glad you asked because <laughs> we talk about this all the time on the show. And, you know, I finally got to use flex my tax muscles. That's right. Uh, and what I told her was probably only half of, of the story <laughs> anyway. So uh, it's interesting because the, the more conversation we had about it, she's – thinking, what more can we do with exactly. our money? It's yeah. it's 2024. It's the beginning of the year. And this is the time, you know, obviously open enrollment. People always have a discussion yes. about what to do. You know, and oh, what options should we pick? And, yeah. you know, they spend a lot of time thinking it through. And that's in October. Yes. Right. Uh, but this is the beginning of the year. And we spoke last week, planning tips for 2024. How can we kick this year off right? As we get our first paychecks of the yes. year, we take a look at them. We look at the withholdings. You know, uh, let's let's stop right there because uh, we've got a lot of stuff to do on the show. But I want to I want to take and tackle uh, the topics as they pop up because I you know five twenty nine plan. We'll talk about that. That's the tease. <laughs> but uh, saving for your kids' schools. What are some of the other options? But as they come up, I want to hit them because this is an important one. First paycheck of the year. Yes. What should I look at? Look at the federal tax withholding and state tax withholding. Make sure that those are – So take it – if you get paid weekly, hypothetically, you'd have 52 weeks in a year. Mm-hmm. So take whatever that week first paycheck of the year is that week. Take it times 52 and see what it looks like. Take it back to last year's and what, what's your difference? Is it more? Is it less? And what you're looking for is your gross income versus the taxes that were withheld. It's that you, easy. You just want to make sure that you're having enough taxes withheld. With uh, you know, and we always say this on this show, has anyone ever filed a tax return, Jeff, that was zero? Like they didn't they didn't owe money to the yeah. IRS. They didn't get anything back. Well, <laughs> hypothetically, the only time is when you're older. Maybe all you have is Social Security, but you're filing it as we'll call it an informational return. Just if there's ever stimulus in the future. They know where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about the only time. And then there's some people that are just adamant, that are older, adamant about, I'm filing my return. It's all zeros. So you report the income, but there's no tax due. But otherwise, for uh, the rest of us working stiffs who you know get paid, I get we get paid every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll multiply that by- 26. There you go. Thank 26 you. 26 pays. So take that tax times 26 pays, whatever that number is, 
back it into last year and say, hey, is it the same or less? What you're looking for is it's a remote chance that this happens, but we see it every year. Somewhere along the line, they quit taking out federal tax. Somewhere along the line, they quit taking state tax out. Um, and the problem is, is you don't pay attention to that until you get your W-2 and go, wait a minute, what's wrong? But and you owe the tax. Like next year. Yeah. Like you next owe year the tax. you get your W-2 and you yes. realize you went a whole year. Without having anything withheld. And you went, I don't even know what I was looking at. And now they're here with a big, you know, yep. their and hand, the big, the big bucket. Saying, you owe us money. You owe us money. We've seen it on the state side and it's we don't understand how it happens on your, your withholding. But somehow they change it or maybe you filled out a W-4, you filled it out wrong, nobody helped you. Um, and you, you went to zero. Or the, or the, the you know, the one, one we see is pensions. A lot of people they'll fire up. They will they'll especially like Missouri state teachers. Um, for whatever reason, they will force you to, to pick a number for federal tax, but they'll the state tax they don't even worry about. It. And and this is this is the this is the problem. Truly, is we don't know that this happens. We didn't ask for it to happen. It just happened. Yes. Or like you said, maybe I filled out my W. I'm not trying to not pay no, state no, no. taxes. <clears throat> it's a oopsie. Yeah. But it's too late and by you the say, time well, you realize well, it. Well, I, uh, you know, my employer or the state or something kicked me off, and they say, "Well, hey, man, that stinks." Yeah. But, but you owe the tax. Have a nice day. You still owe us money. And, and yeah. And remember the underpayment penalty for re- income that you earned. It is eight percent a quarter, so that's the the penalty or the interest going forward on the tax that you would have owed. So if you owe a thousand dollars at the end of the day, they do eight percent a quarter, coming all the way forward. Oh my gosh! So it used to be back in the day when interest rates weren't you know we could get free money basically. Um, it was one point two, two point five tops. And we used to go, oh, don't worry about it. It's not that big of a deal. They're not going to really get you for much. Today, yes, you have to pay it, and you have to pay it on time because otherwise it's 8% a quarter rolling. So not only do you owe them their money, but you, you, owe you were supposed to yeah. pay them, but now you owe them penalties and yes. fees on top of that, and tax we, on top of tax. And a lot of people do not realize that, that they're like, hey, I paid the tax. It's like, great, but since you owed that tax, there's now interest on top of the tax. It's a tax on top of a tax. So you want to look at your first paycheck of the year and just make sure that all the withholdings yes, look right. Exactly. And then do if you do a 401k, just do the calculation that you're looking at times, you know, if you get paid weekly, it's 52. If it's biweekly, it's 26. And see what it adds up to for the year. Take a look at, at your 401k. Take a look at uh, are you doing a Roth? Take a look at that. And then uh, I would say are you doing a 529? That comes right out of our paycheck, yeah. right? Well, 529 doesn't. 529 is going to be after tax that you're going to do personally. Okay. I mean some employers, and I say this, very, very few will set up as uh, 529 as like a fringe benefit for the, mm-hmm. the employees, but very few okay. because they get involved and it's after tax, but then they have to deduct it feed it through, send it off to the 529, and, and most employers don't well, want to Well, my be. Roth is after tax. Yes, and they still same take concept. That out. Yeah. yeah, well, but it's inside the 401k, though. Oh, gotcha. So it's a Roth 401k is the, the, the deciding factor there. So then at the uh, – your withholdings are good. Um, you took a look at your uh, – what you're adding to your 401k, and you've umped it yes. 1%. Yes, hopefully 1%. Two percent. Two percent. You say, oh, I got a little wiggle room. Yeah. Then you take a look and you see 
do I have enough money to pay my bills, yes. buy my food, you know, and then this have is, a little leftover for – This know. is the perfect time of the year on a cold Saturday or Sunday. Sit down and build a budget. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> it's worse than doing your taxes. I, I would – oh, budget. <laughs> I hate that. But beginning of the year and what you're looking for is just to give you a good idea. I mean there's there's people – I see people that literally could tell you where they spent last two cents. Seriously, last month. I am month. not one of those people. But then there's other people who could say, yeah, I kind of know the number, but it's not to an exact science. And then there's other people that go, I don't know. Is there money in my account? Do you know – right now, do you know how much money is in your checking account? Yes. Like exactly. <laughs> I'm a freak about that, Yes. Like I, I have a rough idea. Like maybe, like I could get within. I can't a hundred bucks. I can't go because um, I mean, you know, from the from a personal standpoint, I could tell you to the penny, um, seriously. Um, and I watch it like a hawk. Um, debit cards sneak up on you. I mean, is that, that because you have kids that? No, I mean most of my kids are charged stuff. Well, I mean, they, what was they that did. The <laughs> grandson was playing on the iPad, and yeah, figured out how the code was, and figured out how to get in there and buy his uh, what do they call that uh, Fortnite or, or yeah. whatever the game was, and bought a whole bunch of stuff one weekend. You know, because he watched me do it, and I was like, well, that's that's genius that he figured the the code out and could do numbers. So, all right, I but, just I just looked up my checking account. Yeah, it's, but personal, I know where it's at. Business, uh, maybe uh, every Friday. Um, I'm keyed in on where we're at, big picture, um, which f- does freak me out a little bit because I go a whole week without really knowing what's going on there, and then they bring me up to date on Fridays. Yeah, you know, as to here's here's your bills, here's what you got, you know. Boy, I thought I had more than this, <laughs> but you know what? I was within a hundred bucks. Exactly. So you're good. But bucks. but again, going back to the budget scenario. The theory on a budget, what you're looking for is, again, it's not to limit that you can't go to dinner and you can't go out and have fun and have entertainment. I don't like doing a budget because it lets me know that, boy, am I really wasting my money. Or it lets me know, man, do I really owe a lot of money to that That to too. <laughs> but if you sat down and you said, here's what I project for the month, okay? Just you sit down and put everything together and scribble it on a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Scribble on a piece of paper and then say, here's what I actually spent. And maybe every two weeks, go back, fill in the, fill in the blanks. Um, anything that you pay the first two weeks of the month, scribble out exactly what you paid. And what you will find is there's months, uh, there, there's months where you have a five-week month, hypothetically, you're going to spend more money, period. But your paycheck is going to kind of stay the same mm-hmm. as you go forward. So that's, that's what you're looking for is utilization of your cash as you move forward. Is a budget something that we want to do monthly, quarterly? Do I want to do a yearly budget? Um, technically, weekly? I, I have a budget that's laid out for the next 12 months that starts January, has every item that – this is personal and a business one. I didn't realize you were you were so – Yeah, uh, I'm a freak about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tried giving that to my wife. It didn't work because yeah, I was like yeah. micromanaging. She, her. Just, she was like, you take it back. I'm not touching this anymore. I'd be like, hey, what about this? And she'd be like, leave me alone. So, <laughs> but so do it as best you can. Exactly. And some, and some, a yeah. And some people will get real intense into it, but it's build a spreadsheet. Um, I have exactly what I'm projecting, what, what my expenses will for be the for the whole year, for the month of January and mm-hmm. every month from there on out. So to give you an idea, um, 
uh, I have a, a property tax bill, but it's not due till December. So it's plugged in in December. I know I have to pay X amount. Um, I have insurance that comes in June and, and or July. Um, I have that plugged in in July. So I know month to month, my, I may have a good month where it's I get off cheap, if you want to call it that, and I have a really bad month where it seems like six things all pile up in the same month. That's all you're looking for. Then you can project it out and go, ooh, I need a lot more money in June and July because of those expenses. Um, birthdays, um, most people blow that off. You might spend a hundred bucks, you know, on a on a your children, grandkids, friends. Plug it in and just say, hey, approximately hundred dollars a month for this birthday. You at least get a good expect expectation on what you you're going to need. I'm the kind of person, and this is probably going to drive you crazy, especially <laughs> since you are my tax strategist and wealth advisor personally, full disclosure. Uh, I'm the kind of person that flies by the seat of my pants, and if I open up my my bank account app mm-hmm. and there's money in there, I'm like, all right. We're good to go. Let's well, <laughs> there's money in there. I'm, I'm doing a great job. <laughs> so maybe before you open the bank account. Go create a little spreadsheet. Could be on a piece of paper, notebook paper, nothing fancy, um, and look at that and go, "Hey, how close are we to the actual budget this yeah. month?" And and it's not that you're gonna say, "Oh, I mean, you don't want to play the game where you go, oh, well, we can't go to dinner this week or next week or the, for the next two months because we overspend." It's the ability to build that stuff in and know it's coming. And and if you're give or take, you know, I'll call it ten percent per month, you're good to go. That's that's life. I mean. Yeah. So I, I guess the idea is is do a budget. Yes. Just just, just scribble something scribble on a piece of paper. Scribble it down and just get yourself a, a rough idea. And, and you then, can go, wow. <laughs> and I bet, I bet the more that we do this, the deeper we're going to want to get into yes. it. Uh, weird stuff like – and this is just uh, me. I, I, I'm old school. So uh, uh, cable boxes – I mean, we had, I don't know how many TVs in our house. Yeah. And I got a cable box tied to every one and a Roku stick jammed in yeah. there. And they I'm want like, 10 bucks every month. No, it's eleven ninety nine per month. So For each I, box. Each box. I figured that out and I'm like, well, why do I have a cable box when I'm watching, you know, the Spectrum app on, on Roku? I'm like, why? So yeah. those went back. But you won't see that unless you open your cable bill and actually read the second page and look at what they're charging you. And then you go, hey, wait a minute, you know, so – um, so, Brent, uh, uh, we look at this, and we've got a budget, and and we're we're looking at what we have, and ultimately, what we want to know. And I, I think, I think for me, the best thing would be is to just, oh, what do I owe as a mortgage? What do I owe as so my that's, cars? So that's building a net worth scenario. So this is strictly, hey, what's my house payment? Yeah. What's my car payment? Okay, yeah. When, yeah. when are my plates due on my car? Yeah. You know, is it this year? Is it, you know, every year? Is it every, I think, two years or something like that? I don't know. I guess it's optional. Um, and then you say that's going to cost me for the inspection and all the registration $105. Plug it in. It could be two years in the future in the month of August when your plates are due, but you know you got an extra 105 bucks coming at that point in time. It's that yeah. simple. And it doesn't have to be – I mean I've seen some fancy ones on Excel spreadsheets with all the – I don't know what you want to call them. You know, the, the calculations or formulas built into it. So if you change it, it re-adds it and does all that stuff. It's cool, but you don't need that. I mean you really don't. piece of paper will do it. 
So we start uh, getting our, our budget together, and and I think I'm like you, actually. You know, I'm not competitive at all. But once I get going, I oh, try you dig to, into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, oh, honey, let's put the cable boxes on there that's, too, and that's see right. what's doing. See you know, what it is. Ooh, we could cut three of those out. You know. Um, yeah, it's just weird stuff like that. Yeah, um, how much did we pay for the gasoline for the lawnmower this month? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get real into it. But uh, we're uh, me and my wife are on a diet, and it's a, a point system. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get lower in the points. Yeah. That, you know, so like I'm starving myself just so I can go home and say, "How many points did yeah. you eat today?" <laughs> I only had four. You know, and I'm like barely standing up. Yeah, I lost um, a day on that stuff. I'm like, yeah. give me a, a whopper. <laughs> but uh, I think budgeting would, for me, would be just like that as well. I would look at it as a game. It how is. much? How much can I keep? How much can Try I to, save? Try to save. Yeah. How much can I? And again, it's not the fact that you want to cut everything out. I mean, yeah, you could do that, but life gets really boring if you're yeah. just sitting around watching, you know, the old school five channels on TV. You know, I know, I know, but it's it's also something like, where the heck is my money going? Why do well, we that's, have? That's the other side. Yeah, that why shows do we you. have HBO Max when we yes. don't ever watch it. It's the other thing is how many subscription services do you have rolling? Today that you go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, Apple Music um, and what was the other one? There's two or yeah, three Apple of them that, Music, I had, that I forgot pay, about. Spotify. Spotify. To join yeah. Pandora Plus. Yep. You know, all these things. All these weird little things and it's only nine ninety nine. a month. Oh, I did a three-month trial <sighs> period. Yeah, and then they started they charging. They hit your card, yeah. yeah. So th- that's where you see the emergence of these apps that say, hey, we can help you, save you a ton of money. Um, the app actually goes out there. I think it actually like scours your credit card bills because that's the trick is it's you see a, a Amazon charge or an Apple charge, but you don't know what it is. Yeah. It's just a flat charge. And you're like, wait, what is that? And it takes you three hours to figure out what it is. So I'm one of these uh, people that not only do I not know what's in my, my current checking account, but I never really look at, at the charges. So – I did go back one time and look at it, and I did see a, a discrepancy. And it's yeah. not like somebody was robbing me or no, you know, whatever, yeah. and somebody stole my card. It was me. I was yeah. robbing myself. Just I had signed crazy. up for something, yep. and I was like, I never use this. So. I did that for tons of stuff where I'd sign up, and you got to put a credit card to get in. I, I refuse to do it anymore unless I know I'm going to use it because I forget about it. Get yep. busy. Um, and then they ding you three, four, five months, and you're like, hey, wait. And you go to pull it back. Well, you paid three, four, five months of the fee that you shouldn't have. So. Right. Um, all right. So here we go. Back to the story. You're looking at your paycheck, your first paycheck of the year. You've done your budget. You realize I have a little bit more to play with than I thought. Yes. You know? Then what? So, now what? Now so what do you do? Create an emergency fund. So that oh. would be an emergency fund. It could Boy, be a, I'm running out of money. It should be could be a savings account. It could be a anything. Um, some people use the old envelope system. You put you know fifty bucks in there and set it aside. It's a rainy day fund, but create a, an emergency fund. And typically, what you want, I, I say, from the financial planning inspector, as they say, six months you know of income, and you know, not that that six months has to be sitting in a bank account waiting. Because um, you're not going to make any interest. Well, you'll make a little bit better interest today, but not what you should. Um, you could have – and again, you're not going to spend six months all in the first month that if you lost your job or something like that. So two months on hand, the rest could be sitting maybe in a brokerage account but not invested. 
because you might need that money in three or four months. And it never fails about the time you reach into the brokerage account and say, hey, I need three grand because, you know, I lost my job. That's now worth a thousand bucks because the market took a tank on you. So the concept would be some type of an emergency fund sitting out there, um, savings account, but at least have maybe a month to two months on hand that you can readily get access to. Um, if the, the transmission of the car goes out, um, if your furnace blows up one day, yeah. especially when it's minus 32 degrees outside oh, yeah. and your tile floor is ice cold for three days straight. Sounds like a uh, personal new, experience. Yes, just like last <laughs> week. <laughs> um, we were using space heaters. Oh, man. And uh, thank God I had a gas fireplace um, that kept it warm. Until the guy came and he goes, oh, all you're going to do is just knock on this gas thing here. And I'm like, yeah, right. That's not going to happen. So yeah, I'll fix it. <laughs> yeah, fix so, it. But again, that's the, just create that emergency fund. And it could be – I mean if you have the dual income, it's easier I guess really because uh, you always have that second income coming in the door. Um, flip side is once you get past a couple of months in, in reserves – then you could go park it on brokerage accounts. You could do, you know, ultra short bond funds, something of that effect, where you get a little bit more money, you know, earnings in a sense going forward. And after you got six months, five, six months packed away of income, then you could go crazy investing, you know, do your thing. Because right. you know that you may not need that for a while, hopefully, if all goes well. What? That's the fun part. I have extra money and now I get to do something exactly. fun with it. Exactly. So uh, we'll talk about what to do. In the next segment, and one of those things is a 529. And uh, my question that I sat down with my wife, and we talked about it over the weekend, uh, she wanted to know the ins and outs of the 529. And I think by the end of our conversation, we realized maybe this isn't for us. Are there other things out there we could do for our kids if we don't want to lock it into, say, a school fund? Mm -hmm. You know, what else can we do? We'll talk about that. It is Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. And if you've heard anything here, um, I know nobody likes to budget, but it really helps. I know nobody really wants to look at their money because every time they look at it, it's lower than they think it yes. is. But by paying attention to it, it might start to be higher. It, it, will, it will help you going forward, seriously. It'll help you going forward. And it's it's the first month of the year. Let's make sure that our withholdings are, are correct so we don't get yes. a big surprise at yeah. uh, tax time next year. Let's make sure that we're putting enough away. What's the phrase? Pay yourself first. Pay yourself first, yes. Get enough put away for your 401K, for your IRA, for your Roth, whatever it is that, that you've got saving up. Make sure you you pay yourself first, and and it's a new year. So if you can if you can budget it, mm-hmm. take that up one or two percent. Exactly. You'll thank yourself, you know, twenty years from now. Ex- you will. You most definitely. What do you you reference? Uh, future Josh will say. Yeah. Thank you. Future Josh. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. You know, it was it was lean times back That's right. then, but now it's high cotton. That's right. You know, land of milk and honey. Um, <laughs> your future self will thank you, and uh, just make sure that you've got enough money going forward and if there's a little left over make sure you're putting it in the right spots and we'll tell you what those spots could possibly be in the next segment it is keep what's yours with jeff zufall if you like what you've heard give jeff a call 636-394-5524 636-394-5524 capital advisory group is where jeff works and capitaladvisorygrp.com is the website. Senior tax strategist and wealth advisor, and full disclosure, 
He's my senior tax strategist and wealth advisor. Jeff Zufall, Keep What's Yours. We'll be back right after this. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back to the show, back to Keep What's Yours, trying to tell you how to keep more of your money in your pocket and on your paycheck. And look at that paycheck stub. And every time you get paid, not just the first paycheck of the year, which is what we were talking about, but every time you get paid, exactly. just peek at it. Yep. You know, it takes 10 seconds. Yeah. And will we know if something's out of order? Will we know if something is wrong? Yeah, if you're missing items on there, 401k contribution, federal tax, state tax, um, you really won't understand the FICA, you know, which is your Medicare, your uh, um, Medicare and your Social Security. But again, look at it. Just make sure that they're on there. And if compare, so, yeah. compare it to last year's W-2 if right. you saved it. Yeah. Um, uh, so just take a look and make sure that those numbers are normal. Uh, because if it comes to the end of the year and you haven't been paying state tax all year, you got an issue. Uh, that's not yeah. the IRS's problem. That's no, not Missouri's that's, problem. That's yours. And that's your problem. You owe it. You owe that plus penalties. So if you have money left over, what can we do with it? And one of the things that we've been talking about recently is the 529 plan. And just mm-hmm. briefly tell us what that is again. So a 529 plan is going to be after tax dollars that you put into a 529, the concept is it's used for college education or future educational cost. So if you have a child, again, you need a child for this, um, you you start it, you put it in. Because it's tied to their It's tied to, social to their Social Security number, technically. Um, you are the owner. So as a parent, you are the owner of the plan. The, the child is the beneficiary. And since it is their Social Security number, can I do a 529? Can my wife do one? Can yeah. my mom do one? All, everybody could do. You could have 10 different 529s For going. the same kid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and the key to it is this, is the state of Missouri, and I believe the state of Illinois, uh, Arkansas, and possibly, I think, Iowa, don't quote me on that, will give you a 5% credit up to $16,000 that you fund into whoever the owner is funds into the 529. Up to $16,000. $16,000. Over the life of that? Every year. Every year. Every year as you go forward. So you get basically a 5% credit on the first sixteen grand. The concept on it is this is money that grows tax deferred, which means you do not pay any current income tax annually, year in, year out. One of the perks, which it didn't have originally, but it does today, is the fact that if you need, uh, I say, private elementary, um, you need additional money to pay for private high school, um, college, uh, tutors, new iPads, new computers, room and board, um, any of that stuff, you could take it out of the 529 plan um, at tax-free elementary and high school. It's up to ten grand per year. And then when you get to college, it's unlimited. Mm-hmm. So the concept is as long as it's used for higher education, you know, schooling of some sort, trade schools apply. Uh, used to be an accredited school, but now it's basically everybody that's out there. You don't pay tax on it. Uh, so like Flow Valley, Merrimack, yeah, they uh, all the community count. colleges, yes. they count. Yeah, your courses. Maybe you had to – maybe you took a, uh, a calculus class and you were like, yeeks, I need it to, to get my degree. But you don't get it, and you got to hire a uh, tutor to help you get through the class. That's part of the plan. But you can pay the tutor. Yes. Interesting. So uh, room and board. So room and board, you go to um, you go to Mizzou. Um, just pick a Mizzou. 
um, and you lived on campus your freshman year I lived in the in dorms. Shures. And then you we moved. Did, we didn't have air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> Prison walls. Yeah. <laughs> um, then you had to actually move off campus mm-hmm. um, with your buddies, and you guys rented a house, and everything was fine. The key is you could take the highest, so the Ritz-Carlton, whatever the Ritz-Carlton of the dorms are in, oh in Mizzou. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Whatever they cost, that's the maximum that you could deduct from Johnston your rent. Johnston back in the day. I don't yeah. know what it's I called. I don't know what it is today. Yeah, either. Wolpers. Um, but you could use that to pay room and board. So really? your actual rent. Whatever yes. the highest rent would come. And Mark Twain down at Mizzou had a pool. Yeah. An outdoor Some pool. Holy at, cow. Uh, well, my daughter looked at uh, or went to Cape. Um, and in Cape, there was like the – literally back then, it was like the Ritz-Carlton. It was one of the newest dorms that were created. Um and it was like, wow, but everybody wanted in there versus, you know, the other ones were literally well, prison I, cells. I got to tell you this, Jeff. The dumps that we lived in off mm-hmm. campus <laughs> should have been more, condemned. <laughs> right, cost way less than yeah. the highest exactly. dorm fees. So we can that will cover. Yeah. So your five twenty nine could cover that. The rent. Yeah. So and the uh, and that's that's put on the tax return or explained on the tax return in detail. Um, but again, that's what the five twenty nine plan. So everybody's the concern is. What if I get out there and my kid's, you know, a goofball and decides not to go to school or they go into the armed services and they get a free ride, hypothetically, right. um, but you as the parent don't have to pay and you got all this money in this 529 plan. Or, or, or what if they're so good, such good students. Get free rides. That they get scholarships. Yes. So you go, man, I saved all this money and now I can't really use it for higher education. Well, First option is if you have younger children, you could drop down, change beneficiaries, put it in their name. Give it to one of the other kids. One of the other kids could use it. Um, but let's say they're a brainiac too yeah. and they're well, going to Well, Billy, go. you got lucky. Your <laughs> older brother didn't want to go to college. Yeah. So you can go so to now Harvard you now. Get, otherwise, you would have had to yeah. toil in the mines. Yeah. So, <laughs> But again, let's say that uh, all the kids get free rides and you're stuck with all this money in this 529 plan. You're like, man, that was a waste. There is a new law for 2024, first year out of the box, that says you could take six up to whatever the whatever the beneficiary's age is. So if they're under 49, um, it's going to be $6,500, and you can convert dollars from your uh, 529 to a Roth in the child's name. So yes, you're giving them part of their college money, but it's better than sometimes taking out and paying tax on earnings and. Uh, 10% penalty. All right. So let me understand how this works again. The 529 works like my Roth does. The yes. money goes in after ta- I get my paycheck, they take my taxes out, and then it goes into the 529. Exactly. But inside that, like a Roth, it will grow tax deferred. Tax deferred. So whatever I make on it, you know, if it was in a, a traditional brokerage account, I would have to pay – Each year you would pay tax, tax on ca- – if you sold something, you pay capital gain, capital loss, dividend income, interest income, and you'd pay that annually on it, which would stunt the growth of the well, – won't stunt the growth of the actual portfolio because you're really not taking the tax money out. You're paying that from another source. Mm-hmm. But 529 grows tax deferred, so you never pay capital gains. You never pay – and you can invest whatever you want to invest inside of it. Missouri Most had a great, great program. It's got T. Rowe Price, Vanguard, yeah. Fidelity. You know. I, I told my wife about the Peter, <clears throat> the Peter Thiel story. 
Yeah, exactly. He put all of his PayPal stock in a Roth. Yep. And this is back when PayPal, nobody ever it heard of it. Pennies it was, on the. <laughs> and now it's where the whole thing is worth $5 billion. And yeah. as long as he follows the rules of the Roth, he's good to go. He, it. it <laughs> It's appreciated, and he doesn't owe the capital gains. I'm sure the government's going to come back and, and there try to was the tax <clears throat> that was a wealth tax that's saying if you have an IRA Roth, some type of a tax deferred account, and it's greater than I think it was ten million dollars, you pay an annual tax just because you were successful and you got a ten million dollar IRA. So, but the the rules of the Roth is fifty nine five years or fifty nine and a half. Whichever's I, longer. Whichever's longer. I gotta I gotta follow that rule yes. with my Roth. That's and that's for but, earnings but, earnings only. So right. whatever you put in a Roth, you could take back out a week Anytime later. Anytime I want. Yeah. So it's after but tax. But the money. earnings, if I really want to make them tax free, if Peter Thiel really wants tax yes. free five billion dollars, he has to wait until fifty nine and a half. How does it if if the five twenty nine is just a, a Roth like structure, how does that work when my son turns eighteen and he wants to go to school? Because technically you are the owner, <laughs> mm-hmm. so then you would release that money to the school as it goes. As the bills come in, you'd release it out. And the the, the structure is very similar, but they don't, there's no fifty nine and a no, half. No, there's no. Whenever if, you're using it for school, exactly. If your child decides to go to wait and go to school when they're twenty five, so be it. Maybe but, I put twenty five grand in there, but I picked a, a good fund and yeah. and the markets were good, it's and now of, it's fifty grand. Yeah. All that's his. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to pay any taxes yep. on it as long as it goes to Used for school, school or rent associated. Or yeah. So this is good. This is great. Yeah. But, you know, do you warn people don't overfund a 529? Not, I mean, what if there's a $200,000 in there? Well, that's what I mean. It's going you're to getting, med school. You're getting, well, that's the case. Um, a couple of them we've done. I guess there's already six or seven that we've actually done the $6,500, pulled it out, and have it sent to the kids Roth. Um, because they've overfunded, they don't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's going to take forever to get that sixty-five hundred out. So it's six thousand five hundred up to thirty-five thousand dollars total that you could pull out of the the five twenty-nine. Move it to a Roth, even if they don't have income. So the one of the, the things is they well, hey, I'll just do a Roth IRA for my kid instead of a five twenty-nine. The kid needs income. That's the trick. So if he's a fifteen-year-old. Not working, you can't do a Roth because he needs earned income mm-hmm. up to six grand or sixty five hundred to be able to put sixty five hundred into a Roth. All right. So, so. these uh, <laughs> again, if you need help with all of this, Jeff is here for you. Six three six three nine four five five two four Capital Advisory Group. Here's the discussion I had with my wife. I told her if we don't use it all for school, or he gets a full ride, mm-hmm. or he serves his country in the military exactly. and gets the GI Bill and doesn't yeah. have to pay for school. Or, you know, uh, he wisens up and goes to a community college or exactly. goes to a trade school. Doesn't spend. And uh, starts making more money than, <laughs> than I ever did. Uh, and, and that is a lot less than what we saved up for. Yes. There's going to be money left over. And I tell her we can roll it into a Roth for him, for his. I mean, can you imagine uh, a kid saying, hey, you know, turning 59 and a half or 65 <laughs> and be, oh, my gosh, I have so much in retirement because my parents – Took care of it. Started a retirement yes. fund for myself. That's called time value of money. 
So we you put know. you put a dollar away today versus if you waited ten years, you'd have to put a hundred dollars. I didn't start saving until I was thirty eight. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and, you know Finn's got a, a retirement fund that started when he was one. Exactly. You know, so obviously, time value of money, uh, it's working a lot better for him than it is for me. But I told my wife this. I said. If he doesn't use it all for college or if he gets a full rider, if he, I want him to be able to use that cash for – and this is my thought mm-hmm. – for a down payment on a two-family flat yeah. in South City. He can live on the first floor and rent out the top – or he can live on the top floor. And rent out the bottom. Yeah. And rent out the bottom because that is something that I always wish I did. Yes. Because by the time you're ready to to move into your first single-family starter house. You've got some equity built up. You've got and, some equity. Yeah. You can either sell it and put the down payment. You can keep it yeah. and count Rent it as, both of them out. Yeah. as income. Yep. That's the thing that my biggest regret, Jeff, is all those years I paid rent <laughs> that went nowhere. So inside of 529, he technically couldn't use that money for that. So no. what, what I told my wife was I'd like to – to save money for his education, but also have it be more of a, a slush fund that we could use for anything. Yes. And I, I don't want him to buy a car at 16. Well, see. Because that's depreciating. That will never. Well, here, here's your issue is then you could flip it and you could put it into a joint account that you and your wife control. It's not in his name because he's he, you got to be, I think it's age of majority in, in state of Missouri is 18 or 21. So you'd have to be of age to sign a contract so he couldn't open an account. Mm -hmm. So you guys would open an account, regular brokerage account, keep it segregated to the side, put money into it. But you guys annually pay capital gains tax. You pay dividend income. It's not going to have the beneficial structure of a Roth like a 529 would. It's not going to have the Missouri most 5%. Yeah, there's nothing out there. Just whatever you can earn is yours. But you also have the ability at any point in time to pull the money and do whatever you want to do with it. So if at 18, 20, you bought him a house and he goes to Mizzou, you buy him a house and, and he lives there free because you rent four other bedrooms out to his buddies, you're making tons of money. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to do it. And But remember, long term, if you create a capital gain, you guys have to, as the parents, have to pay the tax on it. Right. Okay. Then the other source would be what's called an UGMA. Can I can I can I carve out something that said, "Hey, son, uh, we've been, we've been paying paying taxes on this for eighteen years. Um, you owe us." <laughs> you could try, but he'd probably be like, eh, "Too bad, that's your problem. Hey, come Give me my me. money." <laughs> uh, okay, <clears throat> but you do an UGMA, which is a Uniform Gift to Minors Act. So, UGMA. so it puts what it in a beautiful the, name. It puts it in the child's <laughs> name, but you are your wife, or both of you are the owners of that account, and you can put money into it. Um, from a tax standpoint, he can make up to, I believe, this year, I think what last year was fifteen hundred dollars, um, and that would be a kitty tax. So, literally, doesn't pay tax on the first thousand or fifteen hundred that's in that account. But once they exceed that, then they, it defaults automatically to your tax bracket. So capital gains would be 15 or 20 percent. Dividend income would be whatever your ordinary income is. 24 percent. Yeah. Or if it's preferred, it gets a little preferential treatment. Um, so that's one way to do it. But the problem is, is when the child turns 18, state of Missouri, that money is theirs. And there's nothing you can do to stop them because the account has to be flipped over, put in their name. And then they own it. 
Well, he's going to want to buy a motorcycle. Exactly. Go buy a Harley or some goofy thing. He's going to want to blow it on stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. And so you – and hypothetically, let's say that I had that account. Um, We did great. You made a ton of money. He turns of age. We got to do the paperwork. We flip it over, put it in his name. And he calls me the next day and says, give me all my money. Drain it. (laughs) Technically, I can't call you because it's conflict of interest. I cannot call you as the parent and say, hey, be worried or go smack them upside the head. You can't even let me know. No. Legally, I can't. Wow. Um, So we're friends, Jeff. I know. (laughs) But legally, I can't because it's his account. Wow. So the trick when we do that, when we do have UGMAs like that and we flip them over, we put it to where it goes into a joint account with the parents. So the parents are still on there. They still have some association to it. They could So if he does call and say, hey, I want my money, I can legally call you and go, hey, go you know, hit him in the head one time um, and notify you, and you can try and stop him. But the way that a joint account works is that's still 50-50. And does the UGMA have, um, you know, it sounds like my options are, are somewhat limited. They are. Uh, but does the UGMA have any <clears throat> benefits to it other than just a no, straight-up brokerage just account? the whole concept is it's it's – it's deemed money that you have gifted or given to your child. Mm-hmm. Uh, kitty tax is the only kicker. Is the first thousand bucks, twelve twelve hundred bucks. You're really not paying tax on, but once it exceeds it, it defaults back to your tax bracket. But if I want to do an account that <clears> I'm <throat> dumping money in, and this is strictly for housing, for setting them up to you know own a. Uh, a rental property in his future. Again, I wish somebody would have done this for me. Uh, thanks a lot, Mom <laughs> and Grandma. Um, but if I want to do it, then I just need to open up. Uh, you open up just a regular brokerage account. Regular brokerage You put account, money in there. Pay the regular pay taxes. Pay the tax on it, call it a day, and go forward. So right. remember, there's three types of accounts. There's taxable account, which means you pay annual tax. You're going to pay something at the end of every year. Interest, dividends, capital gain, capital loss. So you can either record a gain and pay tax on it or record a loss and take a deduction. Um, You have tax deferred accounts, which are your 529s, your 401ks, IRAs, Roth, which means you put money in there, typically pre-tax. You don't pay any current income tax over time because it grows tax deferred. And when you take it out, you pay tax. All you did was put the taxation off a bit. Mm -hmm. Then you have tax-free accounts, which is your true Roth, um, technically maybe housing, um, so as long as you don't exceed married filing jointly today, $500,000 in gains. You pay no tax on your primary residence sale. Right. Um, it, so, again, there's, there's just look at it as those three buckets of money as you go forward. All right. So that those, those are my options. So uh, there are benefits to putting money in a Roth. There are benefits oh, yeah. to putting money in a, a 401k, Definitely. an IRA. There's benefits and to maybe the it's five – Twenty-nine. Maybe it's a combination yeah. of one versus the other. But there are rules that you have to <clears throat> yes. abide by. So one of them, if you own a business, um, you could hire your child as long as they are actually going to do deemed work. Um, and it would have to be in writing. Here's a broom. <laughs> Use it. <laughs> Take the trash out, file, maybe depending upon – I mean most people are like, hey, my kid's one. Can I put them on payroll? It's like, No. You know, they're, they're, you can't do that. Well, he's the the uh, the mascot. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could be. Um, could be, you know, photoshopping, you know, pictures or something. Um, but, yeah, you could do something as long as you have a justifiable scenario. Mm-hmm. But you pay him a salary. So typically you pay him $6,500, which is just enough to park it into a Roth. So you're getting a deduction to pay it from your company as an employee as long as they have a – I'll call it a job. 
Um, and, and then at the same token, you could fund that money right back into a Roth farm because then they have earned income um, and then you could do a Roth. Interesting. Well, these are all options that are out there and they do – the government has set aside certain accounts that we could save yes. money in because they, they don't want us to be penniless when no. we're 70. They, no. they, they want us to be self-sufficient because if we are – they don't have to do it. They just want you to create income that you pay tax on. Yeah, <laughs> there's that as well. And you are a number producing income to right. them. Right. <laughs> make your make your citizens make money for you. Exactly. Uh, so the government has it figured out. We just need to figure it out, and that's how you you do it. You get Jeff Zufall on your side. Six three six three nine four five five two four six three six three nine four five five two four. If you're like me and you're like, well, I want to set up an account for my son. But I want him to have some flexibility over here. Yeah. I want him to have some for school. But if he doesn't go to school, I need to know what we can use it for. The The idea is that he's going to be a, a place kicker at Harvard. There you go. Full ride scholarship. <laughs> he's going to be on the football team, but he's not going to get his head smashed. That's in, right. You know? So that's the dream. But what if we don't get there, Jeff? Exactly. I need to have a contingency You've got to have uh, option B and C yeah. ready to go and just C. in case. So maybe yeah. it's maybe it's a combination. One year you do uh, your UGMA account. The next year you do a little bit in a 529. And then you do a regular brokerage account third year. And then you keep rotating back as you go forward. You'll have the assets for them at a later date. And then you get to play one to the other. So what if you did that? And you get out to 17, and then he really does say, well, I didn't score too good on my ACT, um, you know, and my GPA isn't well, that you don't have a lot of confidence in myself. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No, no. But – and you go, oh, we are going to have to pay for college. Take the money from your brokerage account, feed it into the 529, and then pay tuition from there. So th- this is why Jeff's here and gives out his phone number all the time, <laughs> 636-394-5524. When something like this happens, yeah, oh yeah, I set that up, you know, eighteen exactly. years ago, and here we are. And then you now you know what's going to happen. You call Jeff and say, "All right, yep. so we're going to Mizzou. Here's uh, our he's numbers. Got a partial scholarship. Yep. What's next? How do we pay for it? How and do then we you pay start for to move and, money around, do what you need to do. And what do I need to move where yes. to be to make it most tax beneficial? And by that, I mean pay the least amount least of taxes. amount that you're ob- legally obligated to pay. And that's the name of the show. Keep <laughs> what's yours. Keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall. 636-394-5524 and online. You can find him capitaladvisorygrp.com. We'll go to break and come back. Wrap this one up on the Big 550 KTRS. Keep what's yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the show, not a lot of time left, but if you need assistance or you want to call Jeff and you want to get him on board, 636-394-5524. We were just joking in the commercial break. You know, what if I find out my son uh, wants to run off and join the circus? You know, how do I – Jeff, I need to get that money out of his no, name. quickly. Yeah. He's going to the bank now. He's going to take it all out and blow it. Uh, just set yourself up in a way – now that exactly. 18 years from now you don't have to make that point exactly call. and you have options <laughs> you have you know option a option b option c and you get to move money around That's and if a, i wanted to change it quarterly you could do that could do that we yeah. just jeff just needs to be there and say well just make sure you're not causing unexpected tax taxation exactly on this yes so, you know yes, stop yes. moving your money around for no reason because you're paying taxes every time you do it uh all right now 
gift tax. Is yes. gift tax a thing? It is a thing. Um, so, again, since we're on this, you know, hey, the kids are going to go to school, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and you go, oh, I may have to gift them money. So literally we get this phone call all the time going, hey, you know, Johnny's going to school. I'm going to give him 10 grand. You know, do I have to report it? And the answer is no. <laughs> you could give anybody up to $18,000 a year per social security number and never have to even worry about reporting it. No one does. The the person giving the money and the person receiving the money, as long as it does not exceed eighteen grand. Hmm. Um, and that's the gift tax. Anybody. Anybody. That doesn't have to be family members. No, it could be the neighbor down the street. You want to give them 18 grand because they took your trash out. That'd be nice to be able to do that. A random but. radio host <laughs> that yeah. you love to listen to. Send $18,000. You don't have <laughs> – nobody reports it on either side. Now, if you exceed $18,000, yes, you have to start a, what's called a gift tax return and you pay tax on it. Mm. Now – it's, it gets a little technical, but let's say that you really did. You you know you you bought the the two family, and when Finn's twenty, you're going to give it to him. Um, and you go, here's this two family I bought for you. You can live in one side, rent the other out. Um, and you give that to him, or you gift it to him. You then have to fill out a gift tax return. And the way the tax laws sit today, no, you wouldn't have to pay tax on it. Because you fill this form out and say, I am gifting this money, but I'm going to use it against what's called my unified credit. So everybody, I think 2024 is $12.7 million that you get. Oh, wow. So you give them this two family. That that house isn't that nice. (laughs) Well, you give them this two. So here's the trick. The the two family is worth $200,000. Sure. You gift it to them. You fill a form out and say, I'm gifting them this property. This is the appraised value. Here's the appraisal, blah, blah, blah. You fill it all out, sign it, send it into the IRS. That $200,000 gift that you gave Finn goes against your $12.7 million unified credit. It's that Mm. simple. You don't pay tax on it. He doesn't pay tax on it. The trick, though, is maybe, just maybe, there is a debate out there. All of Trump's tax laws sunset 2025, and the fear is is that goes from 12.7 to a million, six million. Nobody knows. Right. So if you've used, uh, say, five million dollars of your unified credit up, is that a you, lifetime unified? It's lifetime. Credit, lifetime. Yeah. So you could run into the snag of. If they lower that amount and you've already used, you know, of the twelve seven, you use $6 million in gifts, and then they lower it to $5 million, you have an issue, which means the day you die, you pay death tax. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it's a huge – that gets into the estate planning techniques, what to do, what not to do. But literally, we get that phone call, and what the phone call says is, well, I'm going to give Johnny ten grand. Um, can I deduct that on my tax return? And no, you may not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what is what is it? Before we go, what is it? Twelve point twelve point seven million yeah. is what's called unified credit. I can, but, ass- I can assure you, <laughs> I will never have to call you with that problem. There's people that hit that number. You'd be you'd be amazed. Yeah. Um, but again, and that's that's per person. But it's eighteen eighteen thousand per year that you could give away. You don't take and a deduction. They don't you claim it. Don't, don't claim it. it. Yeah. All right. How about that? Keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert, 636-394-5524, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Jeff is my senior tax strategist and wealth advisor, and he can be yours as well. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. See ya. See ya. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.
The views and opinions expressed in the preceding paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners.